Hi there, I'm RN. And I'm AR, and this is the 17th log and the fourth theory on The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Welcome to the Lord Research Lab. Today's thesis, Zonai history. Can the Zonai be deconstructed and understood when discussing the ancient past? And was there a collapse? It's time to deep dive, folks. So the, the Zonai were probably a group situated in a rainfor rainforest, that type of biome, um, that uh, they were probably living in an area like that. Once again, this can be deduced by analyzing the Barbarian Armor set, which is visibly open and suited for good ventilation and easy movement. I'm, I'm reconsidering the title of this entire series and just calling it the Barbarian Armor set. Well, I mean, it's not like we have anything else to go on. Yeah, we have exactly three pieces of evidence here. Like, hey, it's triplet. It's, it's a trio. It's a trio. Sorry. You're so done with me right now. Okay, you can just continue. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I'm good. You can just be quiet. Um, okay. So we came up <laughs> with a variety of scenarios for the landmass they may have lived on. Um. As mentioned before, we don't really believe that the Zonite kind of started in Hyrule based on all the travel they did. Um, and so they will have traveled to Hyrule due to reasons we're gonna talk about a bit later. And so they could have, for their Afrim for their previous homeland, they could have maybe been on an archipelago and they could have been connected to a larger area of land. So yeah, that being said, regardless of which, 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 which which option Take your it time. is of these two? The Zonai would have been a group situated at the coast. If they were living on an island, um, they you know probably would have foraged that island efficiently. But if they're living on a larger landmass, they actually might have been landlocked or potentially distanced from other communities sharing that greater land. We have reason to believe the Zonai interacted with other groups, but were probably solitary in nature. So, you know, diplomacy in its purest form, no complications per se, just basic communication, you know? In terms of zoology, well, this may come out as a little vague, but we are also willing to believe that the Zonai was surrounded by wildlife not known to other lands such as Hyrule, for reasons we're gonna discuss later. Yes. Of course, this falls more in line with the idea that we're living on a larger landmass, but in any case, there is another thing to consider about them. If we look back on the Zonai's love for animal imagery, then, you know, maybe they, they drew inspiration from what they saw around them. I mean, you could, this is all speculation, as we've said before, but let's just say, for the sake of argument, they were bartering or trading, whatever, with another group, they're visiting a new land or something. They could have seen some animals that inspired them artistically or, you know, possibly deemed them worthy of representing cultural values. Maybe they saw an animal that they hadn't seen before and maybe it resonated with what they identify with and that particular animal look. I don't know. Maybe maybe they liked it. Um, you know, so I think the Zonai were not only closely connected to the land and wildlife, they were also maybe imaginative, they are artistic in that sense, and they probably really valued life, flora and fauna alike. They probably just really respected everything and were pro prob probably really cu cu curious. You know, just talk for me the rest of the time. I'm, I'm done.
We have to consider this possibility when constructing Zonite history of society. Did the Zonite travel? And were they a seafaring race beyond what originally brought them to Hyrule? Because obviously Hyrule, if you've ever played the game, it's not an infinite place. The only places people could come from were um, like across from the, the sea. sea. Yeah, It's from the sea or across a huge canyon. Um, there's like a whole like uh when you get to like the like, corner of hebra for example you can like see yeah. that gigantic gaping canyon that you obviously can't pass but you can tell that there's a grass beyond there's like cliffs inside you can tell there's stuff beyond it but um seeing as there are no bridges that stretch over the canyon yeah. obviously because you can't explore it the fact that you can't see the bottom and the fact that you die every time you pound your paraglide over it it seems very unlikely to me that they would have come from across the landlocked way and much more likely they would have come from the sea. So that so with that in mind, we have to consider were they a seafaring race prior to coming to Hyrule? And the answer to that is a bit contradictory. Yes and no. Let's start off with the no response. The Zonai were nomadic in nature, but they did not necessarily like roam the seas. They were probably more familiar with the earth that's what they were good at cultivating. So this familiarity prevents the Zonai from being like a pure seafaring race. They didn't travel by sea. That's not what their specialty was. The yes answer um, is still a possibility though, because as the words come up many times now in association with the Zonai, we believe the Zonai did in fact travel. If the island or land that they lived on proved to be insufficient for whatever reason, building a ship and traveling the seas to find a new home is a plausible option. You might be thinking that if the Zonai were in fact connected to a larger landmass, what reason would they have for sailing? If they are already familiar with the land that they lived on and off of, then they would have known pretty well what they were lacking and knew on some level that they weren't going to get it from this same general landmass. Right. And so to conclude this little point, mm-hmm. we believe that then I did in fact travel by sea just from what we can observe of the different creatures that they have they observed over time like it's impossible to encounter them all in one particular landmass mm-hmm. um, so they probably did travel by sea but it would not have been for the purpose of simply traveling mm-hmm. it would have been in search of a new place to call home and possibly map out the area around them they wouldn't have just traveled by sea simply for the sake of traveling. They were much too deeply connected to the land for something like that. Mm-hmm. If the Zonai were living elsewhere, then why do we see remnants of their civilization in Hyrule? The answer is simple. They traveled to Hyrule in order to build a new home, as I previously kind of glossed over with the whole sailing thing. So we believe that there were, you know, external, there were, there were push factors that drove the Zonai um, to relocate, like to make that decision to relocate to Hyrule and leave their original home wherever that was. These push factors are on like the extreme end and will explain why this is the case in more detail in future parts, but you'll hear a bit of it now. They might have been attacked by another group living on the land, possibly threatening their population, cultural values, 
um, that kind of thing. The Zonai may have had a warrior culture and they might have really valued combat, but that does not mean that they were necessarily better than other groups around them that may have also had a good group of warriors in their community. So it, it can't be like asserted that the Zonai were probably physically superior to everyone around them. They were probably good fighters, but it's not like they could necessarily stand up to, let's say, this particular group of attackers. With this threatened place, it made sense to leave, especially if they had considered leaving beforehand. And taking into account that they had a warrior culture, the other stronger possibility by the Zonai would have to leave would be environmental factors. Um, when we were kind of hashing out this theory, yeah. um, we kind of decided that the most likely um, uh, like natural disaster right. would be either an earthquake or a volcano, um, not a tsunami, because um, due to their apparent spiritualness, which again we'll get to later, like if you consider a very spiritual group living on the land like and something like a tsunami would dissuade them from traveling by sea which isn't an entirely is not an entirely important thought but i thought it was an interesting one to make but anyway so a natural disaster could in a very short period of time like decimate the numbers of zonai something like an earthquake yeah yeah which again spiritually would probably lead them to want to leave the land altogether not just the area that's been decimated and if they've had like if they know how to cultivate land it's probably very terrifying to see that the land kind of go against you exactly from that spiritual standpoint it would make a lot of sense that that would have scared them yes so with what was left of the group the remaining zone i probably along with a couple surviving elders would have gone to sea in order to find a new home in either scenario, the Zonai would have been driven out of their home and the danger of going extinct as a group that decreased population. So, um, quick note here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's obviously impossible to know what actually happened to the Zonai and why they left home, but um, um, a very interesting thing to consider is that um, like, when they, like, just imagining what would have like what would have had to happen to them and to like a whole race of people in order for them to like completely leave mm-hmm. a place they were from um and like they just kind of drift over the sea and then obviously they eventually would have had to come to Hyrule and the decision to sail would have um probably have to be a quick one obviously in either it would have been like spur of the moment because if especially in the case of like uh an earthquake right a natural disaster of any kind that that doesn't leave you much time to think you just have to do what you can in that scenario Uh, doesn't mean they didn't consider it beforehand but yeah the decision to uproot your entire culture and relocate to a new place that's not an easily made decision no even if you're nomadic as his own they probably were yeah so they probably anticipated that um and thus despite any losses they experienced the zonai were off to find a new home finding such a home on the continent known as hyrule So what did we learn? Nothing about how to speak English. Well, but what did we learn about the Zonai? Well, yeah. Mm. 
Yeah, yes. The, the Zonai were a warrior-like group. Croup? Group. Value the importance Proving of- Proving my point right there. Of Proving my point. Of, of, the, the importance of combat and raising a society that, that could fight well. Ra raising young ones also required this in instilled sense of combat. Yeah, I suck at English. <laughs> you okay there? <laughs> no. Uh, they also cared greatly about the land and they lived off it, using whatever they ate, forage, and so on. His close association with the land led to basing certain symbols, like uh, cultural symbols, yeah. off of animal imagery. And you know, the Zonai were probably uh, curious in nature and ventured or traveled in order to find new places to explore or potentially lived on. Their environment would have been one on an island or possibly a slightly landlocked landmass, but either way, they traveled and remained connected to nature. For multiple reasons, the Zonai were most likely driven out of their original home, forced by other groups or natural phenomena to relocate in order to keep their civilization alive. This escape from potential collapse led to them eventually reaching the southern shores of Hyrule. For the next part of this series, we're going to construct a narrative around the Zonai group's experience in Hyrule when they first arrived, uh, where they traveled, who they possibly interacted with, and I think I don't. I think the next part we're going to talk about this culminating moment in this big meta theory we have on the Zonai. What led to the Zonai deciding to stay in Hyrule and eventually leading to the things, the remnants of their civilization that we actually see. We're trying to build, we're trying to construct this trajectory. It's like, if they arrived in Hyrule, how do we end up at the Zonai ruins in Farron? How do we find um, the Tiflo ruins, uh, for example? Like, all these places that we know are Zonai. How do we arrive at those places? We're getting closer with that. We're trying to work backwards. Yes. It's so, kind of constructed a timeline and like the next couple of theories are going to be kind of like walking you through the timeline. So, and also talking about some of the stuff we mentioned today, like why we think the Zonai were spiritual, for example. Yeah, so and we're going to get more on the spiral imagery, for example. There's a reason we didn't mention that here. We're going to get to that later. Um, and yeah, we're just, we're, we're basically going to walk you through our own personal kind of, I guess, journey through Zonai history. Like, like, we're gonna experience this history together in the way that we're narrating it. So we're gonna see where that goes in the in the following parts. This was the lab, uh, the lab, I'm so done. This was the lore research lab's findings on the Zonai history. The Zonai deconstructed their ancient past and the initial social societal collapse from the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Thanks for tuning in folks and I well, suck at see English. You. We'll see you next time. But I, bye -bye. I'll see. We'll see you next time. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Just wanted to put that in there. So I can't. I can't speak English. But like the zone are cool. I guess. I don't know. Bye. Bye.